Next launch 60 Wi-Fi satellites today. Astronomers are afraid the satellites will ruin the night sky by adding things that look like stars but aren't. That's kind of what happened on YouTube, actually. <laughs> Let's be careful. Speaking of the sky, did anybody enjoy that full beaver moon last night? Took the kids outside after dark to enjoy the full beaver moon. Tail they, slapping good time. That they mostly just enjoyed the name of. <laughs> just a brighter than normal moon. It, it was a fine moon. It was okay. It's a nice full moon. Very bright. Helped you see. So, um, when did this craze of named moons first get attention? Last couple of years. <clears throat> yeah, that's funny. So, you may recall... <clears throat> In 2017, the oh, president... I, got, I got a tease before oh, this. Go ahead, please. I, I, I forgot. I got all <clears throat> swept up thinking about the full beaver moon. Yeah, I got I got a little thought starter for you on impeachment from uh, from a texter. That's a pretty good, uh, you know, test of your honesty with yourself on this whole impeachment thing. Stay mm-hmm. tuned. Yeah. So you may remember back in 2017, the president signed a bill into law making it easier to fire bad employees at the Department of Veterans Affairs and give more protection to employees who bring misconduct to light. Uh, There's a story out uh, yesterday on Veterans Day. Uh, The president has relieved over 8,000 VA employees for failing their duty since becoming president, according to VA Secretary Robert Wilkie. 8,000 employees? Yeah. I did not know that. The standard is, if you don't live up to your oath... If you don't live up to the standards that our veterans expect, you will be asked to leave, said the secretary. This is a transformational moment in our history. I don't have to reset the scandals of 2014, 2015, do I? I don't think so. The only reason I do... The scandals continue, by the way, as I know someone who recently retired from the VA, and it is still a mess. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to oversell what the president's accomplished, but... Well, let me finish, and then we'll, we'll kind of rewind for a second, but... Um, under Trump, VA employees as high as network directors down to the lowest employees were removed for not performing their job Good. to the proper standards. Good. That's what happens in the private sector. Secretary Wilkie said, this is, I think, one of the strongest statements that we can make. This is a new day at the VA. Um, and uh, Wilkie says the largest budget they've had, and they have the highest patient satisfaction rate in its history at 89.7%. Uh, He also touted the success of the Mission Act, allowing veterans the ability to have the choice to seek care in the private sector when veterans' affairs could not give them the care that they needed. Um, You know, it's... uh, Oh, that's right. So, uh, this reminds me of a couple of different things. Number one, an an essay that a lot of people have read and sent around, and we get it sent to us every other day, I think. It's it's a column that uh, Evan Syett wrote for uh, Town Hall entitled, He Fights. And it's about how Trump is half a dozen different kinds of unpalatable at times. But like Lincoln, when uh, there are plenty of army people and, and civilian people who used to complain to Lincoln about Ulysses S. Grant. He was unkempt. He was rude. He was a drinker. The rest of it. And Lincoln said, and I quote, I cannot spare this man. He fights. And this is. Truly, I think, the question at the root of the impeachment thing. If I think if you're a human being with a living soul or a, uh, a patriotic American, you despise the way vets have been mistreated by the VA. You despise the bureaucrats who put their good ratings and their convenience and their leisure 
at a higher uh, priority than than the care of our vets. I don't think you need to be from military families. Both of us happen to be. But, uh, again, if you have a living soul and you're a patriotic American, you share our outrage. There was lip service paid to reforming the VA for years and years and years. And more veterans were abused or lied to or put off for weeks and months at a time, desperate to get the care we the people promised them if they would be a member of the military and indeed a number of them fought for us. And they just got screwed over and over again. And it's enough to make me crazed with anger. And a lot of nice people from Clinton to, to both Bushes, John McCain, for God's sake, is a vet himself, a powerful senator. Barack Obama talked about it a lot. And nobody freaking did anything. And then you get this obnoxious jerk, Trump, and he's doing something. And it's helping the vets. So I look at the Ukraine call and his obsession with Hunter Biden and some story he heard on Hannity the night before and the rest of it, and I sure wish it wasn't happening, partly because it's just silly and partly because it gives his opponents a club to, to hammer him with. Will I take Trump and all of his annoyances and actually doing something about the VA actually doing something about immigration instead of lying to us? Will I take all that crap and the action over Liz Warren or whatever? Yes. 100 times out of 100. Am I 100% happy about it? No. No, honestly. But are you kidding me? Somebody nice and genteel who doesn't do silly stuff or unleash ill-advised tweets or, or whatever? Hunter, you're a loser. But does nothing about the VA. I'll take the guy who fights. Thank you. Good night. I'm through. So got a guy who is a big Madonna fan. Went to a couple of concerts where she started late, and he is now suing her for starting her concerts late. I'll be interested to see how that turns out, because I've often been angry about that going to a concert. I've never thought of suing anybody, but especially at my Current age and lifestyle, if I go to a concert and it's supposed to start at 9, I want it to start at flipping 9 o'clock. Right. Got an email from a guy who saw Madonna in Las Vegas, and he said they, they go to a great deal of trouble to disguise her age, but they do it pretty well. He didn't say how. She's in her 60s Damn now? Lighting. Yeah. She's still doing the whole sex pot thing, which is interesting. Uh, the concert was scheduled for 8.30, uh, went on stage at 10.30. That's, that's, that's fraud. Completely that's unacceptable. Fraud. I remember reading Keith Richards' uh, autobiography, The Rolling Stones, and I'm a Stones freak and big fan of Keith and the rest of it, but he'd talk about in the 70s, you know, he'd be partying or whatever, and finally people would be saying, look, you got to go, you got to go to the show. And they'd start it three hours late or whatever, but then wow. they gave the crowd a great show, and he thought that was fine. I wouldn't have seen it because I would have been gone. Yeah, I know. Two hours late. Bruce, I think, was like an hour, hour and a quarter late. I took my boy to see him years ago. Oh. It's like, no friggin' way, dude. There's no excuse for no, that. No, there really isn't. No. I mean, 10 minutes late to make sure everybody's gotten through the beer line in the restaurant. or bus, whatever. whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. all fine. But yeah. No, uh, multiple just hours? Yeah. Wow. You got to at least give people their money back. Italy is about to become the first country to require climate change lessons in school. Surprised that hasn't happened in the United States. It will. Maybe it already has. I don't know. Yeah. 
Um, I, I wish we'd gotten out. more weather in school and science. Was there like more a, weather? I think, yeah. In what sense did Just you Just studying meteorology. Yeah. Uh, I remember we had a unit on clouds. You got your cirrus, Jack. You got your cumulus. You got your uh, cumulonimbus. Exactly. And then there's another one. Stratus. Stratus is a good cloud, Sean. Now, now, Your alto stratus. Had some uh, alto stratus. This right That's stratus, but a lower voice. This yes? right here speaks to so much about education I've wondered my whole life. So all three of us could name five kinds of clouds. Yes. Completely useless information. What? How dare so, you? So they hammered that into us enough. That all these year later, all these years later, you got three adults, decades out of school, that still remember that. Right, and it's they don't, great, and they don't teach it's what you education. And they, is. And they don't teach you a variety of things. Well, you can only teach so many things. Is my point. How about all the things you didn't learn anything about, like one word about World War Two or uh, Nazis? Enough. <laughs> Keep going. Or Nazi enough Germany. about, uh, you know, running your finances and how the stock market works and all that different sort of stuff. But we can all name the freaking clouds. Oh, very handy. Good a, Lord. Your mood is a little nimbostratus to me. <laughs> but, uh, all right, then. It's um, science. You're against science. Memorizing, memorizing the names of clouds is a complete waste of time. Oh, a complete waste of time. No taxpayer <sighs> money should be spent on teaching kids the names of different kinds of clouds. The cumulonimbus <laughs> to me is the most beautiful cloud. God, what a waste of time. <laughs> wow. I'm sure if I went through a curriculum, I could come up with 20 way more important things to teach any kid than the, than to memorize the names of clouds. How about the trend toward math is racist? Facts are racist. An appeal to logic. Basically, all of the Enlightenment values which crafted modern civilization are racist. Seattle schools are embracing that, and there are now multiple districts in California, Portland too, that are embracing that math is racist. So coming up, we got more another, on that to come. We got another. Yeah, well, I want to hear that, and we got another candidate that's about to get in the Democratic race. So yet another uh, late runner or a late addition, and we'll see how that um, plays out. What about? Uh... What about the old uh, photosynthesis? You against that? No, that's are you angry that's about fine. photosynthesis that, as well? That's fine, understanding how that works. But that that doesn't that's not even compare to memorizing the names of different kinds of clouds. It's the weather, Jack. It's everywhere. And obviously, we had it enough times in enough classes that we still remember it decades later. That's insane. It's great. <laughs> now the sun is a part of weather. Are you against studying the sun? Oh, boy. You should go to a duck pond with me. I'll point out every mallard I see. Mm? That's a mallard. That one. Oh, the greenhead. That's not... That's you know your kinds of ducks. They, Another thing you learn in schools for some reason. <laughs> you got your mallard. You got your girl duck. We <laughs> Your girl mallard. <laughs> we ought to look at how Google is about to try to steal all your medical information. This is a story that just broke today. Among other things on the way. Oh, and that new entrant to the Democratic race on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Strong and Getty Show. Those of you who agree with 
me about how stupid it is to teach kinds of clouds, or uh, you're right. Those of you who disagree are wrong. That's the way I'm looking at the text. <laughs> Jack advocating for ignorance on the Armstrong and Getty show. I think that's a fair assessment. Against trivia, learning trivia, trivia contests for how school. How can you call the accumulation of water vapor trivia? It keeps us alive. Um, are you certain that this is true? Because I just read it. This isn't, I'm not going to have to apologize in a half an hour and say, I got yanked by the internet. As far as I can tell, that is, it is legit. I have an excellent crap detector. I mean, just saying. The journalists who have responded to it thought it was real. Um, Eric Wemple, who we've had on many times on the sure. Armstrong and Getty show from it's the Washington Post. Yes. Uh, the Daily Western apologizing for having posted photos of students Doing their journalistic job is amazing. Glenn Kessler, he's the fact check guy, right, of the Washington Post? Yes. How is it possible that a newspaper, what is allegedly one of the top journalism schools, would apologize for the basics of reporting? Jonah Goldberg and others have uh, re- uh, commented on this. Is this the Harvard Crimson story? No. no. Oh. This, this is an apology letter that the Daily Northwestern put out, Northwestern University, which allegedly is one of the top journalism schools in America. So Jeff Sessions... You remember Jeff Sessions, controversial attorney general for Donald Trump? Was coming How could to, we forget? He was coming to the college to speak. And there were protests, of course, because you can't dare have somebody that was in the Trump administration speak at your university. What would happen? The damage that would be done. What about I mean, the resistance? How dare you? I don't want to get hung up on that, but that alone is just freaking stupid. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just idiotic. Fight it at all times. Fight it. Anyway, for the way they covered it, the the Daily Northwestern, their newspaper run by these top journalistic students in America, um, they apologized for it. And I'll just read a little bit from it, and it sounds like it's from The Onion or something to me. Last week, The Daily was not the paper that Northwestern students deserve. On November 5th, former Attorney General Jeff Sessions spoke on the campus at Northwestern University. The Daily Center reported to cover that talk and another to cover the students protesting his invitation to campus along with a photographer. We recognize that we contributed to the harm students experienced, and we wanted to apologize for and address the mistakes that we made that night along with how we planned to move forward. You're probably wondering, what mistakes did they make? One area of our reporting that harmed many students was our photo coverage of the event. Some protesters found photos posted to reporters' Twitter accounts re-traumatizing and invasive. Wow. These photos have since been taken down. On one hand, as the paper of record for Northwestern, we want to ensure students, administrators, and alumni understand the gravity of the events that took place Tuesday night. The gravity of the events being, I guess, the fact that the a former attorney general was going to speak at your college. That's the seriousness of the event. But anyway, no, I felt like we were under attack. However, we decided to prioritize the trust and safety of our students who are photographed. We feel the covering, that covering traumatic events requires a different response than many other stories. While our a traumatic, it was a traumatic event to have an attorney general speak at your college. A national nightmare is upon us. Do you people have any idea how crazy you sound? No, they apparently don't. While and, our, and how <laughs> wildly enthused you are about your own fragility. While our goal is to document history and spread information, that'd be a good goal. Nothing is more important than ensuring that our fellow students feel safe. And in situations like this... Oh, yeah, there there are quite a few things that are more important than that, Junior. And in situations like this, well, especially safe from a photo showing you at the protest of Jeff Sessions being on campus. It is impossible to parody (laughs) these people. I know. You cannot exaggerate 
how incredibly unwise and misguided they are and foolish. Uh, it is our goal to make sure that uh, in situations like this that they are benefiting from our coverage rather than being actively harmed by it. We failed to do that last week, and we could not be more sorry. Tell the truth and let the chips fall. End of lesson. Here's another. Go play Frisbee on the quad and try to get laid. Some... If I would be a very popular <laughs> professor. <laughs> Some students also voiced concern about the methods that daily staffers use to reach out to them. Some of our staff members who were covering the event used Northwestern's directory to obtain phone numbers for students beforehand and texted them to ask if they'd be willing to be interviewed. We recognize that being contacted like this is an invasion of privacy. No, it's not. And and we've spoken (laughs) with those reporters, along with our entire staff, about the correct way to reach out to students for stories. Getting to what um, uh, Glenn Kessler of the Washington Post, who's no right winger, uh, what he said. Oh, it's over here. Um, He said they're apologizing for using the journalistic standards that have been the basics of reporting. You looked up their phone number and called them and asked them for, for a quote. And then you took pictures of people at the event and put it in the newspaper. How dare you? A public gathering. Yeah, a public gathering. So they're apologizing for doing what reporters have been doing since reporting began. And if you don't do those things, you're not reporting. I want to hear that quote again, maybe before the news. about how crazy is that story? About how where their priorities fall. Yeah. That was bizarre. <laughs> I know. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Dock a day at the Supreme Court, and Google is scooping up your health information. Oh, and I'll tell you that Harvard Crimson story. I was asking if this was it. It's every bit as stupid. On the way. On the state of journalism at a couple of our top universities in America, whatever that means now, I don't even know what that means anymore. I'm so anti-university that I just, it no longer has any cachet with me whatsoever. I will not with straight face talk about top universities or elite universities or the Ivy League I won't without even, spewing a I little won't venom even, their way. I won't even really talk about college education the way I used to, just because I'm not sure, I'm not sure what's going on there, Right, the whole thing. Uh, but uh, one thing I, I mentioned and didn't pay off. Another person that looks like is entering the race is probably going to enter next week, former Governor of New Jersey, Deval Patrick. Can you put a picture up, Hanson? Because I, I don't I remember who that uh, is. Massachusetts. Massachusetts, right. okay? Anyway, regardless. Um, Fine fella. Smart guy. Former nice Massachusetts guy. Governor no, Deval Patrick. I, I wouldn't right. have known him if he came in here and taxed me. Um, <laughs> but uh, So he might be running. Great. Super. Another black guy. And have you heard this bubbling up? I heard this twice yesterday on cable news channels from women, Democrats, who said, if you're supporting Bernie, you really need to take a look at yourself on whether or not this is not misogyny. Do tell. Since Elizabeth has the same policies and for some reason you're still supporting Bernie. Oh, boy. You really need to take a look at yourself and whether or not there's something going on there with your hatred of women. I saw two people say that yesterday on cable news channels with complete straight faces. Is there anything more damaging to women's rights? Well, yeah, uh, misogynist pigs probably. Uh, But are there many things, Jack, that are more damaging to women's rights than fake claims of sexism and misogyny? Is there anything more damaging to civil rights than fake claims of racism? It's just... those who claim to be concerned about that stuff and are constantly making ridiculous and phony claims, either they're just incredibly unwise or they're just 
liars and, and think they can get over. But, man, you're doing damage. There's another layer to that. There are a dozen reasons not to vote for a Liz if you're a Bernie fan. Or or maybe you don't. Maybe you vote for Liz instead of Bernie because you're a billionaire and you're worried about actually getting taxed. There's another layer to this story, but maybe yeah. I'll get to that later. Right now, the news with Marshall Phillips. Well, the Supreme Court is hearing arguments today regarding the Trump administration's decision to end DACA. In 2017, the White House announced it was going to be ending the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program. That was the Obama-era initiative that provided temporary protections for illegal immigrants brought to the U.S. as children. Hundreds of people have been outside the court all night. They're hoping to get in to hear some of the uh, arguments. Other protesters are being bussed into rally in D.C. against ending DACA. My view on this, and it's about time that the Supreme Court took it up, is Congress is to blame. And both parties had uh, both houses at various times and could have dealt with this and didn't. Obama signed something to make it happen because Congress is unwilling to do with it deal with it what you see is the problem with those executive orders is the next president can undo them so quickly right so that's right. that's the problem with who's them. the thinker that we were talking to who made the point first that the reason the supreme court has all these protesters now mm. is because they have become the de facto congress congress doesn't do anything the idea that obama would have to pass an executive order fundamentally changing law and then Trump would do an executive order fundamentally undoing it. And Congress would just sit there on their hands saying, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, the reason the Supreme yeah. Court is more controversial than it used to be is Congress never does anything. Right. So it always ends up being a battle uh, that gets uh, into the executive branch and then the judicial branch. It's interesting. I would love to see the nine come out on the steps and hold a joint press conference. Have Clarence Thomas and, and, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg... Speak in agreement. And then Elena Kagan and John Roberts would come up. We agree with them completely. And the entire message of it would be, Congress, get off your ass and legislate. Take a vote on something, you bunch of cowards. Google is confirming that it is collecting health data on millions of Americans through a new partnership with Ascension, one of the country's largest nonprofit health systems. They're working together to analyze patient data to give health care providers additional insights into patient health and offer That's care That's what Google wants to do, offer additional insights. Thanks for the health. insights, Google. That's Thanks. what they're about. Yes. Additional insights. A project codenamed Project Nightingale was first reported by the Wall Street Journal. Although rather light on specifics, Google and Ascension said the partnership would integrate Ascension's various silos of health data into the cloud. Okay. At least 150 Google employees have access to patient data, the journal's reporting, but Google says it is following all regulatory privacy standards. You know, listen, the idea of, and we've talked about this specifically, AI being used to become a super diagnostic tool for doctors because they have access to all the data and all the studies all the time. It's a really nice idea. Here's the problem, Google, Facebook, you lie all the time. There's no trust left. So I hear Google's involved in this. I think, all right, how's this going to be misused? All right. Well, Google is uh, saying there's no, no, nothing to worry about, that the partnership's rules were standard practice, and that the data cannot be used for any other purpose than for providing those services they're offering under the agreement and patient data 
cannot and will not be combined with any Google consumer data. <laughs> um, you know who never uh, lied to me, Jack? AOL. Maybe it's time to go back to the CD-ROM. Uh, on another big story yeah. of the day, Disney launched their streaming yes. service, and yes. for a lot of households, that's a thing. I know my kids are excited about it, but um, somebody just texted that they got a free year of Disney Plus with their, I won't mention the company, but their cell phone company account. So there's a variety of offers and things out there, I guess. Yeah, depending get... on your cell phone company, or I think there's even an internet provider that has a, a free one year, uh, your first year free with Disney+. Plus. I, I thought it was interesting that... that I, entertain... I wouldn't make a decision on that basis. What is it? It's like five bucks a month, right? Or uh, Six bucks a month, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But that, that um, uh, entertainment executive in the Wall Street Journal saying this is going to be the most, the biggest shakeup in entertainment maybe ever. And it probably is. Over a year and a half right. period of all these subscriptions and people going this way and going that way and canceling. Maybe It might be the death of, of uh, cable and dish. It just might be the end of it. I don't know. We'll see. Meanwhile, the San Francisco 49ers are perfect no more. Ah. Attempt to stay undefeated. Was too big. So how See, that bad pissed me that. off. How bad was it? It was terrible. It never had a chance. I mean, it was it was uh, an utter abortion from the moment it left this foot. How high did it get off the ground? I don't know. How, I don't how many, know. How many it degrees was, off? It center? was a low snap hook. It was like a fan won a contest to pick a field goal. <laughs> it was a lot like that. But the whole instant psychoanalysis, the moment was too big. Guys miss field goals all the time. Yeah, especially no. especially long ones where you got to kick it low yeah. and hard. I think yeah. he soft pedaled it. He immediately go with, and he's a loser. Turns out the guy's a loser. Probably <laughs> homeless by Tuesday, Jim. There was a reason why he was an undrafted free agent before this week. Because he's a loser. Oh, I'm going to call everyone about how you are. This kid was a stud. He made three in a row from distance. He was great. Oh, yeah, he was three out of four, which is good enough to stay in the NFL with the but friggin' Niners. Why don't you run the ball? You're trying to run out the clock, you morons. Well, you can't deny that. One of the biggest things with the whole kicking thing is psychology, right? Because it's it's one moment. It's one. It's keeping your wits about you. So, um, and about this one moment, the moment was too big. There you and go. Th- this has got to get into his head for the next time, right? Has to. How would it not? Next time. How's he still on the roster by Thursday? Loser. <laughs> Seahawks knocking off the it's Niners. It's like talking about sports with women. Whoops, now I've offended women. I am so sorry. That I'm not was... sure you even walk back to the locker room after you've done no. that, though. No, no he probably yeah. just strips down to his street clothes and walks out the fan entrance. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Now they got me doing it. <laughs> Seahawks knocking off the Niners. Get on mass transit and head home. 27 to 24. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. We are breeding a generation of crazy people, and our so-called elite universities are one of the more insidious and dangerous forces within our nation right now. It's crazy. Yeah, we got an example from a couple of different universities. Uh, So-called Northwestern and Harvard. Yeah. And they're both out of their minds. If you weren't listening earlier for this one, uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm quoting someone called Katie Herzog. Seems like I've heard that name anyway. She tweeted, This is the best satire of an obscenely woke college newspaper I've ever seen. Kudos, Daily Northwestern. Y'all deserve jobs at The Onion. Yeah, we read this earlier. I asked Sean to verify that this was real, so I'm not getting yanked here. Northwestern is a university with one of the top journalism schools in America. They reported on a story from earlier in the week, then they apologized for the way they wrote the story. The story was former Attorney General Jeff Sessions coming to campus to speak. Um, As you have to do as a college student, you are outraged that somebody from uh, the right was coming to your college, especially somebody that was in the Trump administration. You have to protest. You have to go crazy. And you You cry and scream that it makes you feel unsafe. Yeah, you have to feel unsafe. How dare you? That a former attorney general is speaking at your college. Who cares? If you're interested in the law, go listen to him speak. If you're not, no stay kidding. home. God. Um, that's it. But anyway, so they, Bunch of babies. they covered it, and then they apologized for it. What are they apologizing for? Well, I'll skip to the, apologize. We, with the apology. We wanted to apologize for and address the mistakes that we made that night, along with how we plan to move forward. One area of reporting that harmed many students was our photo coverage of the event. Some protesters found photos posted to reporters' Twitter accounts re-traumatizing and invasive. You cannot parody these people. You cannot mock them. Snowflakes are sturdy compared to these lunatics. So that insinuates that you are traumatized to begin with by the mere existence of an attorney general on your campus that you don't agree with. Right. And you are re-traumatized by the newspaper reporting that you are out there protesting. This is Um, so strange. Those photos have since been taken down. On one hand, as the paper of record for Northwestern, we want to ensure students, administrators, and alumni understand the gravity of the events that took place Tuesday night. I'm not sure they had too much damn gravity anyway. Yeah, not a lot of gravity there. Jeff Sessions comes on campus and talks about the law a little bit? However, we decided to prioritize the trust and safety of students who were photographed. We feel that covering traumatic events requires a different response than many other stories. Wow. Covering traumatic events. A speaker comes on campus. We've got to get away from this weird view and language of things. I'm torn between carefully crafted and persuasive explanations of the sort that uh, Greg Lukianoff and Jonathan Haidt have published that have, have gotten a great deal of acclaim, and just deputizing all of America... To say, shut up, you baby. Every time somebody claims a speaker at some business, uh, uh, some building on campus, you didn't even go to see is traumatizing. Shut up, you baby. And again, some uh, some journalists have uh, tweeted out how unhappy they are with this. Eric Wimple of the Washington Post, who we've had on uh, many times, he um, he posted this to his Twitter account. Because he was amazed by it. Glenn Kessler of the Washington Post said, How is it possible that a newspaper at what is allegedly a top journalism school would apologize for the basics of reporting? This is a travesty and an embarrassment. It wow. is a travesty and an embarrassment. That's from the lefty WAPO. Yeah. So back to the apology from Northwestern. We feel that covering traumatic events requires a different response than many other stories. While our goal is to document history and spread information, Mm. nothing is more important than ensuring our fellow students feel safe. That is a bizarre statement. Not that they are safe, but that they feel safe. 
Well, they were safe. Yeah, and, and even <laughs> that they feel safe, even though there's no reason not to feel safe. Nothing was going to happen to them. That's right their top priority, to reinforce the uh, neuroses of their neurotic uh, campus mates. And That's your top priority. And in situations like this, that they are benefiting from our coverage rather than being actively harmed by it. Actively we, harmed. We failed to do so. And I wanted to skip to this other part because I thought this was good. Some students also voiced concern about the methods that daily staffers used to reach out to them. Some of our staff members who were covering the event used Northwestern's directory to obtain phone numbers for students beforehand and then texted them to ask if they'd be willing to be interviewed. We recognize that being contacted like this is an invasion of privacy. And we've spoken wow. with those reporters, along with our entire staff, about the correct way to reach out to students for stories. In other words, don't look up people's phone number in the phone book and call them for a comment as a newspaper reporter. Call them and ask them if they'd like to comment. We hope we can rebuild the trust that we weakened or lost last week. This is so troubling. It is weird. I'll tell you that. Yeah, wow, that's frightening. And, you know, one other aspect of this that I think is, are you gesturing over there, Sean? Or? I, there there was a particular WAPO writer who, who had this take that I, I found really intriguing. I don't doubt that these kids feel like they're genuinely traumatized, but I think that happens because we live in an environment that teaches them to be traumatized by extremely minor events and reinforces that learning with rhetoric like this apology. Yeah, yeah I'd say. absolutely true. Again, uh, read uh, Lukianoff and Heights' piece for The Atlantic. Um, and or their book. If you're young and you didn't know any better, and you're kind of trying to figure out the world, you read that apology and you think, I, I, geez, I didn't feel anything. There must be something wrong with me. Right. I should have been a little more upset, I guess. Well, this is, well, you see everybody around you reacting in a certain way. You're tempted to react that way. Um, this is a great example of how a lot of the super progressive crowd is trying to overturn the tenets of Western civilization, of the Enlightenment, that it's not about science and fact and finding common, you know, the fact. It's about feelings and, 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 and where you're from. It's the whole intersectionality thing and the, the critical race theory and the rest of it. Um, and, and here's where it gets really, really dangerous. At Harvard, of all places, please, Harvard, which is the symbol of the greatest, the highest level of academic excellence. I think everybody would agree with that. And to me, it's it's become more and more a symbol of insanity. But the Harvard Crimson, their newspaper, was doing a story about um about a, a student protest protesting ICE and saying that uh, immigrations and custom reform ought to be disbanded, it ought to be ended. It was a big protest, and as part of the story on it, the Crimson contacted ICE for a comment. And the student body went crazy that the Harvard Crimson even asked them for a comment. This act on a dream, the group protesting, said, We strongly condemn their decision to uphold a policy that blatantly endangers undocumented students on our campus. So by even asking the folks at ICE for an opinion or a comment, they were blatantly endangering undocumented students. This is purely and simply saying those people don't get a voice. They don't get to express their ideas because I consider them dangerous. This is Marxist dealing with the press in its most raw and recognizable form. You don't get to comment, and you don't even get to ask them what they think. It's the sort of thing that drives 
old school Democrats like Bill Maher and Rahm Emanuel crazy. I'm sure. Well, they're frightened by it. They're frightened by it, and they're and they're and they realize, you know, we're we're not going to win for our side when this sort of stuff is getting all this attention. Right. These right. crazy people. But so I understand that people, especially these days when kids are kids a lot longer and adulthood begins later and the rest of it. I get college students having poor judgment or getting swept up in exciting ideologies. That's been the history of college students for, you know, all of humanity. On the other hand, the idea that Harvard students couldn't recognize the flaw in the newspaper must not even ask for a comment or the newspaper claiming you were traumatized by us asking you, what did you think of Jeff Sessions being on campus? Well, you showed up to the protest, and now we're going to put a picture of you at the protest in the newspaper. Right. And we, we, we apologize for having done that. The fact So that we shouldn't have covered it, I guess. Young adults at the alleged elite institutions don't recognize the giant flashing logical in there. That's the scary part. I go back and forth between thinking this is such a tiny, small minority, it's nothing to worry about, and thinking this is the sort of thing you got to snuff out when it's tiny. They are indoctrinating the young on practically every campus of every school. 